Here's our kickoff, and it will go from south to north, and a fake reverse, and now the return. There's a missed tackle near the 20-yard line, and he'll spin out to about the 26 or 27-yard line. E.J. Miller with the return for the Eastside Blazers, and on comes the offense led by Wyatt Davis. They will run a, a tight end to wide set. Gates Spalding also a back in the backfield. He's averaged 6.2 yards per carry. Eastside lines it up just outside their own 25-yard line. Shotgun snap. Here goes Carter on the first carry right up the middle. He pushes the pile for a couple of yards out close to the 28-yard line where it will be second down. And we'll give him three, call it second down and a long seven. Yeah, good job by the interior of the Bishop Lures defensive line there. All, all of them staying low in their, in their, run, in their uh, run lanes and squeezing that for just a couple-yard gain there. Bishop Lures in all red uniforms with white numbers and black helmets. East side in a white-on-white -white combination with the green letters and numbers. And the handoff, this time off left tackle, across the 30, hit at the 32, and push backwards after maybe picking up three, three and a half yards. It's going to set up a manageable third down as they'll spot the ball with forward progress out to the 32 and a half yard line. So it's third down and about three to go. Yeah, that was a nice job. I think that was the safety that came up and made a nice tackle because there was a hole there that closed pretty quick. Ball just inside the left hash. Shotgun snap for Davis. And it will be a give to the fullback. Spalding up the middle. Spalding takes the pile out to about, or correction, I, I think that was Spalding. I think that was their big back. But he goes for first down yardage out to the 38-yard line. But they got the, what they needed there, kind of the three yards and cloud of dust thus far, running straight at the heart of the Lures defense. And that's basically what Eastside likes to do. They like to challenge you in the run game, and if they determine that you're stopping the run or overplaying it, then they'll sneak in the pass. But they prefer to be a running football team. Counter. There's Carter, and on the counter, he's blown up in the backfield. Big-time hit. Back at the 35-yard line for a loss of about three yards on the play. A lot of penetration up front. Damian Jackson among those that got to it. Yeah, Javis was the other one that really made the big hit, number 88 for them. The senior, 6'4", 188 pounds, did a nice job of wrapping up there. Second down, 13 to go at their own 35-yard line east side. The first possession of the ball game. They got a wing to the right side of the formation. They will give it to the lone back. And Spalding will fight for yardage out to around the original line of scrimmage, maybe just shy of it at the 37, where it's going to be third down and 11. And this is not a situation that Eastside wants to be in third and long. Yeah, not too many offensive coordinators like the third and, long, third and 11 uh, category on their play sheet. And that is the same thing for Eastside here. They're probably not too happy. Lincoln Carter, the lone back, double tied in. Carter in motion, out wide to the left, and they'll throw it oh. quickly to the right, and the receiver slipped, trying to sneak it out to Nolan Baker on the near sideline, 
fourth down. And fortunately, the pass was high, or that would have been an easy pick six for the corner on the near side. That was Surrey, yeah. <laughs> I think his eyes got a little big there. <laughs> but it goes incomplete. It's fourth down and 11, and east side is going to have to give up the football, and they go into punt formation. There's the snap. It's good. Pressure Ooh. comes, and he just gets it away. Not a deep kick. And it's going to bounce right into the back of one of the east side players at the Bishop Lures 41. And it will be ruled dead at the 42-yard line. Great field position for the first possession of the night for the Bishop Lures Knights. Led by quarterback Cohen McKenzie, a 5'11", 165-pound senior. 56% passer on the year. Has thrown for over 1,300 yards. And five touchdowns, or 16 touchdowns, yeah, five he, picks. He uh, he has really progressed along the way this year and become a really effective quarterback for the Knights. Single back in the backfield. Man in motion is Jimenez. And the snap goes off oh, the no. hand of McKenzie on the shotgun snap. Back into the backfield. He's going to have to go back and jump on it, and it's a big loss. On the very first offensive snap for Bishop Lewers, this is a Knights team that got off to a very tough start a week ago in their opening round win against Cherubusco, and certainly not a lot of focus on that play to start the game. No, and that's what you hate to see at this time of the year is botch snaps, and that was just out of the way out of the way of the quarterback. So he did the right thing of getting on the football. Ball on the right hash, trip receivers line up to the left. Single receiver to the right, it's an empty backfield for McKenzie. Quick drop, quick throw over on the far sideline, caught, trying to evade the first man, and he finally gets dragged out of bounds over on the far sideline, right about the uh, the original line of scrimmage, but not a bad play to, to set up. And I think on that side it might have been Zay. I'm trying to see who lined up where. Yeah, I couldn't see there, but a nicely thrown football. Got it in and out of these hands, McKenzie did there, to get back to where they need to be here. So it is a third down and 10 for Bishop Lures at their own 42-yard line. Drop back, McKenzie looks, throws over the middle, and it's caught actually toward the right sideline, and a good route that just got past the first down stick, Isaac Zay. Drove his man and then came back, made the catch at the east side 45-yard line. That is a first down and a gain of about 13 yards. Another another good route, another good ball where he threw him there because he didn't want to lead him to the outside, so he kept it on his inside and, like you said, say made a nice catch. First and 10 at the east side 45-yard line. Bishop Lewis Knights, we are scoreless. Under seven and a half minutes remain in the opening quarter. Handoff, Good strong run off left tackle. And that is a carry all the way to the east side 37. Eight yards for Gio Jimenez. Good for about eight. He's kind of the lightning daring more the thunder. And Jimenez at 5'8", 165, shot through that hole. Good blocking set up that time by the Knights. Yeah, they did a great job. And Jimenez, it seems like we've called his name for a number of years. He's an electrifying kid. I like the way he runs, too. It is second down, two to go. Jimenez goes in motion, left to right, crossing the formation, and they will give it to Daring. Daring looks for running room on the left side. Not much there, and he is going to get stuffed for no gain at all. 
He might have even lost a half a yard. Let's see where they put it at the 38. So that is a loss of about a yard, and it's going to bring up a third down and three for the Knights. Almost went for the same hole, Shannon, as they just had the big game, but Eastside closed the door that time. Yeah, it looked like Caden Bennett may have been the one that got on the tackle. Did a nice job there of coming down the line of scrimmage and wrapping Daring up. Two receivers each side, ball on the left hash, single running back on the left shoulder of McKenzie, and it's a give up the middle. And hit at the 35, keeps the legs moving to get first down yardage to the 33. Maybe the 34, but that's enough, and that's a good hard run right up the middle. Daring a good carry, and you know that's what you expect from your 5'9", 190-pound senior. Absolutely, and with McKenzie in there at quarterback, it also gives defensives pause because not only can they give it to a back like Daring, McKenzie can pull it out and throw it as well. This time Daring will line up almost as a fullback in front of Jimenez in an I-formation. Both receivers to the right. Jimenez, lead blocker Daring. Jimenez breaks it out to the sideline, tries to turn the corner and gets chased out of bounds. Near the 29 or 30-yard line. Let's see. Just outside the 30 at the 31. Good for about four. Brings up second and so six for the night. four-yard gain. Maybe three. Second down and seven from the 31. That was kind of the outside zone with a lead blocker there with Daring. That's a pretty good uh, lead blocker for our tailback. I would love to have had that. Under five and a half minutes left. We're in the opening quarter at Lewersfield. Scoreless game between Bishop Lewers and Eastside. Drop back. Quick throw on the short slant. And they went to Gio Jimenez. And it went off his hands. The ball just slightly in front of him. And I think Jimenez might have heard some footsteps. Yeah. Kind of short-armed that when he went to catch it, and that's an incomplete pass, brings up third and seven. They were going to run the tunnel screen, and he was a little quick, and the linebackers for Eastside really didn't get depth, so they were kind of sitting on it, and really did the right thing there by just kind of knocking it down. Single back to the left or the right side of McKenzie. Menez again goes in motion across left Uh-oh. to right. There goes everybody downfield, and the ball hasn't been snapped. That's going to be a five-yard penalty against Bishop Lewers. And you go from third and long to third and really long. It was third and seven, so now it's going to be third down and 12 after the five-yard march-off against the Knights. It's interesting. It was the wideouts that all took (laughs) off downfield, but the interior linemen never moved. Well, the wideouts need to just watch the football because that will tell them when to go. But now you got to, it really changes your total play call here. So now you got to think of taking two to get the first down and not to be too overly aggressive here. Yeah, you might be in that four down territory. Ball on the left hash, three receivers to the right, one to the left. Single back and a drop back in the pocket is McKenzie. Sets, throws, going deep, and he overshot everybody with the wind at his back. That ball has a pretty significant push, and it got well in front of the intended receiver, Isaac Zay, down near the goal line on a deep post route. And now it's fourth down and 12. Yeah, that's the one thing that you worry about there is when you're going to take two, you almost need to think of it in five-yard, six-yard increments there because this now goes into the area of being too too long of a distance. Well, you wonder if they could maybe pooch kick this yeah. because it's fourth down and 12, and they've got the offense on the field from the east side 36-yard line. 
McKenzie will take the snap, drop. He is looking to throw. Now he's going to scramble and run. He's wrapped up near the line of scrimmage and dragged down. What a defensive play up front by the Eastside Blazers. First and ten. If that was that, I believe that may have been uh, Eck this time on the tackle, uh, shedding the t- uh, guard off on the pass rush, staying in his rush lanes. Makes a big play. McKenzie wasn't able to get the ball off. And now it's the east side's ball to try to get something on this Bishop Lures defense. So an exchange of possession after Eastside comes up with a fourth down stop. Five minutes left first quarter. Give to the tailback. Here's Carter on the carry. Hit near the line of scrimmage. Falls forward for a yard or two. Short pickup. And it's again Wes Javens who's in there. First to get to Carter, take him down after a two-yard gain out to the 39. It is second down and eight. He's been noticeable here this early on in the game up front for Bishop Lures, doing a good job of getting penetration and then being able to make tackles. Shotgun snap for Davis. And the give. Carter hit in the backfield, wrapped up, but... Good job of moving the feet by Carter. Got him back to the line of scrimmage, plus a yard or two as he crossed the 40. Back they give him out to the 42. That's three yards, and he had to get it all on his own while dragging a tackler. Well, it was Javens again. <laughs> and it's third down and about five to go for Eastside. You know, Bishop Lewis is moving their front, slanting and angling. So either to the field or to the boundary, and that's how their Javens is getting in the backfield the way he has been. From the right hash, put a fullback in front of the shotgun snap, tailback behind Davis, and they give it to the tailback, Carter. He's hit, and he's going to be brought down after a short gain. And let's see what Eastside does. They've got a manageable fourth down, but they're not going to gamble. They're going to send out the punt unit on a fourth down, about four to go, after a one-yard gain on that carry by Lincoln Carter. Well, Coach Brandon, we must feel that that running to the inside is more productive for them and not wanting to put the ball on the outside perimeter because of maybe Lures' speed. So right now, they're just not getting a lot of push. There's the snap. Kick is very uh, quick and low. It's a one-hopper taken on the bounce by Jimenez. He breaks away from a tackle and then falls across the 40 to the 41. And we might have a block in the back. There's a flag on the play. And now our officiating crew, headed up by James Craig, our referee. He is joined by a veteran crew of Wes Beeman, Bob Rocklow, James Newburn and Mark Mettler. Uh, Guys have been around a long time. Yes, they have, and they've done a lot for high school football in the area. Good crew, very professional, and done it for the right reasons over the years. James Craig has worked multiple state championships in both football and baseball. Was it baseball? I thought it was basketball. Baseball. He is a... uh, well-respected umpire, and he's worked some state championship games on the diamond. So the march-off will bring the ball back to Bishop Lewers 27, where it is first and 10 for the Knights. We are scoreless. Just over three minutes left in the opening quarter. And again, on the sweep, here comes 
Gio Jimenez, and as he dances down the sideline trying to pick as many steps inbounds as he can, he gets out to about the 33-yard line, which will be about a six-yard gain. It's a good job of kind of running the tightrope down the sideline, keeping his feet in play. It wasn't a lot of space, but he made the most of it. Got six yards, yeah. second down and four. One of those plays you look up afterwards and realize that he got six yards and we're in surprise. From the left hash, two receivers to the right, one to the left. And it's another give to Jimenez. Up the middle, Jimenez breaks through his seam. Now he's going to cut it out to the outside at the 50, the 40, the 35, the 30, the 20, the 10, the 5. He's going to win the race to the end zone. Touchdown, Gio Jimenez. And the Bishop Lewers Knights strike. On a big run by Gio Jimenez. 67 yards. Boy, he turned on the afterburners after he got there to that second level. And even though some east side players had the angle on him, he was able to outrun them. Well, and credit to that downfield block. One of his receivers got downfield about 15 yards and blocked the safety, which allowed Jimenez to bounce it to the outside. And then he was sprinting against linemen that were trying to catch up from behind. And that's not a race that a lineman is going to win. Extra point. My Angel Rojas is up and good, and it is a 7 to nothing lead for the Bishop Lewers Knights with 2.45 to play in our opening quarter. Well, Shannon, uh, defenses have played pretty tight, but that time Jimenez found a gap, got into that second level, picked up a downfield block from one of his receivers, and it might have been Isaac Zay, but I... I don't want to take the credit away if it was someone else, but I thought it might have been Isaac Zay who blocked the safety, and that allowed Jimenez to break it free to the outside. And down the right sideline, he scampered. And nobody was going to catch Jimenez. It's his eighth touchdown of the year, and it gives Bishop Lewers a 7 to nothing advantage here in the first quarter. Well... They will for six yards on play one onto the outside. They come right back and hit them with a inside run where they're getting really good push in the front, up in between the center and guards. And they're getting to those second-level linebackers, and that puts him on the safeties quick. And as quick as he is, that makes it awful difficult for sometimes those safeties to react, especially if they got their feet in sand. So the kickoff for the Knights, it is a high kick hanging and it will be in play inside the 10-yard line. Up the middle of the field, there's some space across the 25 and taking a tackler across the 30 to about the 32-yard line. Good solid return and that may have been Miller again. A good return out to the 32. So good field position for this Eastside Blazers team. Eastside Blazers will take over first and 10. And the question is, at what point do they sneak that pass in after they've run, 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 and run some more? You kind of feel like you got something coming down the middle at some point with the safeties being as tight as they are. Yeah, no safeties really. Everybody bunched within about six yards of the line of scrimmage. They will give it to Lincoln Carter and Carter. Cuts it off a block inside the right tackle. Might have gotten a yard or two, but not a lot there for Lincoln Carter. And We talked about he averaged 8.3 yards per carry coming into the game, and he's 
found it kind of tough going here early against this Bishop Lewis Knights defense. Yeah, their defense is pretty quick, and the way they're moving them up front has given them the advantage against the offensive line for east side, and they're getting in the backfield, and that hurts any type of run game. Second down and eight. Eastside has the ball on their own 33-yard line. Shotgun snap for Wyatt Davis. And again, here comes the run right up the middle of the field. Hit at the 35, spins out to the 36, a gain of about three. Again, I think it's just a matter of numbers, Shannon. There's just too many red jerseys for that offense to block. Well, you, Third down and five facing the Blazers. You would think that they would kind of counter that with some quarterback design runs in the equation and try to take advantage of uh, some little misdirections. But definitely here, got to look for a pass on this third and five. Two wideouts, a tight end with a wing to the left side. And read option. They give it to the fullback, and he's hit immediately and taken down. For only a one-yard gain. It's going to be fourth down, about four to go. As the ball sits at the east side, 37-yard line. And again, east side's going to have to come out and punt. You know, even these punts are kind of yeah. a risk for east side. Lures has had some pressure on the punter. Last time he had to kick it very quickly to avoid the pressure and did not get a very good kickoff. From the 37, there's the snap, and the kick is away. A little better kick this time into the wind. Caught at the 33, and bringing it to the near sideline. Oh, a good move to cut inside the outside man. And then the return all the way to the 39-yard line. Spotting on the tackle of Surrey. Nice job that time uh, for Bishop Lewis, Davion Surrey. Just a sophomore, but that was yeah. uh, that was some nifty moves on that break to the near sideline. Well, you got him out to the 40, so it's first and 10 for Bishop Lures. Again, great field position for the Knights, already leading at 7 to nothing with the last 20 seconds of our first quarter. Yeah, it was a nice little return there because I think he got about 7 or 8 yards, if not 10, uh, which sets up for great field position again for Bishop Lures. A very fast-moving opening quarter here at Lewersfield. As you kind of would expect with these two teams, both wanting to run. And this is a run. And this is carried by... Uh, I believe that... Finn Sachs. He's in at the running back, and he brings it to the near side and just keeps going all the way across the 50 into east side territory and knocked out inside the 40 at the 38-yard line. So that's uh, 22 yards by Finn Sachs, 5'11", 176-pounder, a senior. Yeah, they ran that little counter play that they like to run with the fullback kind of being the second polar. Remember, fans, and Sachs just kind of found the seam. So please be sure. So that's the end of the first quarter, and Bishop, it is Bishop Lures leading at seven to nothing over Thank the East Side Blazers. Well, Shannon, uh, for East Side, you've had a chance to see their running game and what Lures is doing and how they're aligning to stop it. You just got to feel that Eastside's going to, at some point, 
to consistently move the football, they're going to have to put the ball into the air. Well, like I said, what Lewis is doing to counter some of their blocking man schemes is what uh, Eastside is trying to do. They're slanting and angling their front, and so it puts them in constant motion, and that's what the problem has been with the penetration, but you're right. You either got to have some design runs off of it, some misdirections, or play-action pass and throw it up over the top, which really may be the best play right now. Teams are back on the field. They've reset the football. Now Bishop Lures will be going into the wind here in the second quarter. It's first and 10 at the east side 38-yard line. Ball is on the left hash. Two receivers on the boundary side. And the slot comes in motion across formation left to right. And they will hand it to Jimenez. He's trying to get wide all the way to the sideline. Runs out of room and there's a late flag thrown near the line of scrimmage by our official behind the play referee James Craig and when he goes up, picks it up and spots it on a yard line, you know it's going to be a hold and that's exactly what we've got. A holding penalty being called against Bishop Lures. Jimenez actually went for no gain. He got right he got uh, pushed wide and never did get the corner, so he eventually just ran out of real estate and went out of bounds at his own team's bench. Yeah, that hold was well behind the play because he threw it back up and towards the middle of the uh, offense. And, of course, like you described there, Jimenez was on the outside near their boundary, so that play was well behind it. But that's a huge penalty for Bishop Lewers. Yeah, spot foul, so they bring it back about nine yards from uh, the original stick where it's first down and 19. And at the east side, 47-yard line. Just underway in our second quarter, Bishop Lewers with a 7 to nothing lead. Say in motion from the right slot across to the left. And here comes Jimenez to the near side. Looks at his blockers, tries to get the edge on the short side of the field, and eventually runs out of real estate. Goes out of bounds after about a five-yard pickup. Somewhere near the 43-yard line. So it'll be second down and five for the Bishop Lewers Knights. I know the official there had called a official's timeout. I don't know if the player's helmet came off or what, but... Uh, and I should say second and 15. I think yeah. I fooled everybody. <laughs> I looked at the first stick, not the second. We all have a tendency to do yeah. that. There's another one 10 yards further downfield. Uh, second down 15 at the 43 for Bishop Lewers. Drop back in the pocket. McKenzie's going to oh, look to nice throw call. a little middle screen. Daring nice the catch. Follows blocking here down the right sideline. Hit hard at the 33-yard line. But he bounces off and may have even spun it close to the 32 on, the on forward progress. And that's uh, that's going to be a nice gain at 12 12-yard gain or so, well, let's make it about a 10-yard gain. They'll yeah. put it at the 33. Yeah, I like the call there to run the screenplay because you know you're going to have an east side defense that is fully coming after you in that situation. So now you got yourself in a position where you can take two. And you're in that four-down territory of the field mm-hmm. with a third down and five at the east side 33. From the right hash, two receivers, wide side to the left, drop back, McKenzie throws near sideline. It's a comeback route, and the throw too low, and in front of 
the intended receiver. Now they gave him the call. Wow. Yeah. I think he got his hands underneath it. That was uh, Wilkins out here at wide receiver, like you described, a low ball. Yeah, it, it looked low. It looked like it was going to get underneath the hands, maybe get trapped or short hop Zay, but they give him the catch. First and 10, Bishop Lures at the 25-yard line. Lures has got some nice-looking receivers, tall and lanky. And play action, drop back, going deep, over the top, and ball is tipped and caught in the end zone by Jalen White. Touchdown from 25 yards away, a beautiful throw just over the top of the coverage. White tipped it to himself at the back of the end zone and got possession before stepping out of the boundary. And Bishop Lures extends their lead to 13 to nothing. Another nice call there by Coach Lindsey. He does such a good job. He saw those safeties treating up and took a shot. Again, it is Rojas to try to tack on the extra point. The kick is up, and the kick is good. 14 to nothing, Bishop Lures. We are early in the second quarter. 9.35 still to play in the first half. We'll take a timeout. You're listening to High School Football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Sports are an extension of the classroom. We need your Back at Lures Field, where the Bishop Lures Knights have taken a 14 to nothing lead with 9.35 still to be played in our first half. And Bishop Lures will kick it off to east side. Bishop Lures has taken advantage of good field position and a, uh, well, you know, right now they've got more of a diversified offense. They've been able to run it and pass it. A big running play by Gio Jimenez got the first touchdown, a big pass play the second. Here's a little short pooch kick, and that, I'm not exactly sure what the thought was there, but it's caught at the 38 and then immediately stepping out of bounds near the sideline. Well, that wasn't going to work either way because it didn't go very deep, and yeah. if it wasn't caught by Eastside, it would have gone out of bounds anyway. Yeah, it may have been one of those things where he was hoping to get it up and uh, get more air underneath it than distance so they could maybe run underneath it. But Kind of the aerial onside yeah. kick. With their way their defense is playing right now, I think they'll be okay. It's a different set. Yeah, they run two up wings and then the direct snap to Davis. Davis will carry it behind the right side of his line and of course that is anchored by Dane Siebert. He's a heck of a good one that's been around for a while. A 6'3", 285 pound senior right guard for the Eastside Blazers. The carry for four yards out to the 43 yard line. Second down and six. Well they need to get themselves some points here. This one's going to get away from them. And again, Eastside countering with extra blockers. And again, it's the quarterback run. Davis, good hard run up the middle. That time he's going to have some space. Hit at the first down marker, but he spins off it for an extra yard. And that'll be a first down out near midfield. And I think what Eastside's doing right now is they, okay, if our quarterback carries it, that means we've got an extra blocker that can lead Wyatt Davis through the hole. And they're trying to match the numbers yes. that Lures is putting in the box. Absolutely. They're trying to get that plus one advantage. And as we saw there, they got it up the middle. 
They're going with the extra tight end. They've got two blockers in the backfield and even a tailback that's lined up five yards deep with Davis. And that time, the handoff and nothing there. What a job just absolutely blowing up the play by Damian Jackson. Almost unblocked. He broke into the east side backfield and met the runner about the time he got the handoff. It's a loss of two back at the 47 where it's second down and 12. That's what Lures has been able to do for most of the night. They get these plays, it's second down or third down in some situations where they get that lost yardage type of play, tackle for losses. They've got a few of them tonight. From the 47, second down and 12 for the Blazers. Another quarterback run. Hitting the hole hard is Davis, but he can't get through the arms of the tacklers. And uh, again, Damian Jackson right there for the Bishop Lures Knights. Got some help that time after a gain of about four. It's going to be third down, eight to go. And the ball just across midfield at the Bishop Lures 49. No question, Lures is daring them to throw the football. They've got some one-on-one matchups. They've got to find ways to potentially take care of that as well. Here's their Wildcat set again with Link, Link carrying it. Lincoln Carter will take the direct snap, and he's going to run it off right tackle. That time he got the block, and Carter, first down yardage inside the 40, all the way inside the 35 Carter to the 33. 16-yard gain for Lincoln Carter. At the 33. That time they got the blocking set up. And Carter took it for a big game. Yeah, they got their double teams at the point of attack. That helps with any moving fronts. And then got their pullers through the line of scrimmage up to that second level and opened a big lane for them. From the right hash, first down and a big third down conversion for east side. It's first and 10 at Lures' 33-yard line. And here's the run off the left side. Oh, nice sidestep to avoid a tackle. And I believe it is Carter with the run inside the 30 down to about the 28. Five-yard gain. Second down and five coming for Eastside. They trail it 14 to nothing, and you have to feel this is a very important drive for Eastside. They can't go down much more than this with an offense that is built around the run. Absolutely, and now it looks like they're going to take a timeout here because they're Running back just went off the hobbling off to the sideline, which isn't a good scene. So it is a timeout for the Eastside Blazers. It comes with 5:50 left here in the first half and a 14 to nothing Bishop Lures lead. We'll go ahead and take a break. We'll return in about 30 seconds. It is the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. With Shanna Griffith and Adam Lundy, our studio producer. I am Brett Rump here at Lures. Field at semifinals of high school football sectionals. Lures and Eastside for the fifth consecutive year. Eastside has the football second down and four, and they're at Bishop Lures' 27 yard line. And it's going to be a run. Wyatt Davis off the right side of his line. He got the lead blocking to get inside the 20. Got hit hard. Yeah, by Hope. They'll put it right down at the 20, and that's going to be enough for a first down. Seven-yard gain for Wyatt Davis. You know, he's a good, strong athlete. He's six feet tall, 165 pounds. He is a senior. 
He's only thrown it about 10 times per game on average and only completes 5.4 passes per game. Back to the Wildcat. From the red zone, Wildcat and the snap to Carter. And Carter will take it up the middle of the field, kind of weaving his way down close to the 16 after a four-yard gain. Four-yard gain. And it's second down and six. Definitely the longest play numbered of drive for east side, and it's telling with the Lures defense right now. And credit to the Eastside coaching staff, totally changing up the formation. Absolutely. After seeing how Bishop Lures has defended him on the first couple of possessions. And this drive, Eastside's been moving the ball on the ground. Again, they go to the Wildcat with two lead blockers and hit at the line of scrimmage. Might have been able to stretch forward for a yard to the 15. Zay on the tackle. Isaac Zay in on the hit Brings for Bishop Lures. Third down. And it takes it to the uh, the 15 yard line where it's third down and five. Well, you got to think they're definitely going to take two. Tough angle for us here yeah. because not only are we at a very sharp angle, not very high in the air, but we can't see the some of the field numbers. So it is third down and five from the 15 yard line. And again, direct snap, a carry. Oh, and Lures all over it. Again, Damian Jackson leads the charge. And it's a loss on the play back to the 18-yard line where now it is fourth down and eight. You know, at some point in time, I get this, you know, you want to run the football, but you got to find ways to mix some either play action or bootleg types of pass because right now, Lures is just stacking the line of scrimmage. And the safeties are all in there, so it's almost like a nine-man front. And it might be, be advisable to block Damian Jackson, the 6'4", <laughs> 214-pound senior defensive end. Well, there is a theory that un- unblocked players will make plays. <laughs> so fourth down... And another we'll call it fourth and seven. The ball actually at the 17-yard line with 3.12 remaining in the half. We're going to have a timeout. It's a 14 and nothing score. Bishop Lures with the lead here on their home field. An east side timeout ahead of this big fourth down play. And you're listening to the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Lures Field. It is fourth down and seven for the Eastside Blazers. Couple of early scores. The Leo Lions up 21 to seven over East Noble. Also, the Warsaw Tigers have taken a seven to nothing lead over the Carroll Chargers at the end of a quarter. Fourth down seven from the 17 for the Blazers. And they fill up the backfield. They've got four in the backfield. They'll go play action, throw over the top. It's caught at the goal line, touchdown. They showed what looked like an obvious run formation. They slipped the tight end down the middle of the field, and no one stayed home. And, Griff, you talked about the safeties for Lures cheating up near the line of scrimmage. There was nobody back protecting center field. And the east side Blazers with a chance now on an extra point to cut the Bishop Lures lead in half. Ethan Barnes kicks it up, and it is good. Splits the uprights. 
And it is 14 to 7. We've got 307 to play in the first half. But we'll see what Bishop Lewis does to answer a long drive by the Eastside Blazers that cuts the lead in half here at Lewis Field. You're listening to the high school football game of the week on 1380 the fan and 100.9 FM. A 14-7 score. Bishop Lures the lead over the East Side Blazers. East Side, after a couple of stalled drives, then got it on their third possession and figured something out with that direct snap and the extra blocker in the backfield. They just ground out a drive and then on fourth and seven went play action and tossed it into the end zone to a wide open tight end and now the kickoff and they will go with a little onside kick they punch it toward the sideline east side's gonna catch it nobody for lures covered up that far sideline and east side almost on a fly route caught it in the air but now we've got a flag Uh uh-oh and what do we have? They're calling pass interference. Interference. So what they're saying is somebody for Eastside blocked into a Bishop Lures player to create that space and allow Eastside to catch the ball on the run right near the 50. Well, on an onside kick... If the ball travels after 10 yards, it's a live ball. Now, unless that uh, receiver made some type of motion for a fair catch. But, man, oh, man, I'd have to see that again. Yeah, that uh, it's an that odd one. call. So, they're, I mean, Lures, I believe, will get the ball. So, it is... Let's see how they uh, sort this out. Again, James Craig, our referee. And they march it off. Is it going to be a re-kick or Lures will have the ball at the east side 40? That well, he threw the flag all the way back here at the 10-yard line for foul that committed up around the... 45-yard line. It looks like Bishop Lewis has it first and 10 at the 40. So it's Joey Eck who made the touchdown catch. Normally uh, a lineman lined up as a uh, eligible receiver ran that tight end route into the end zone. Just a beautiful play by Eastside to make it 14-7. Handoff. Good hole for Jimenez bouncing it to the right sideline. He's at the 30. Gets out of a jersey tackle and stays on his feet, but not much else after the 30-yard line. That is a 10-yard gain, but it's more like nine and three quarters than a full 10 because it's going to be second very short. They're going to say he's down at the 31. Boy, I thought he had at least the 30. Yeah, he did. And then, like you said, he kind of... Guess when he pulled away on yeah. that jersey tackle, he actually conceded a yard on his own willingly, and so the ball back to the 31, but it's second and short, and if Lewis is going to take a shot, this would be a good down and distance to try it from the right hash at the east side 31. Nope, they'll just hand it off on the same play and give it again it. to Jimenez. That time Jimenez he reaches and drags and tries to get to the 30 but did not break the 30-yard plane, and so it's going to be 
Well, they got fourth down on the stick, but it should be third down if right. my math is correct. Yes, third down. So it's third down and about the length of a football just outside the east side 30-yard line. We've got a minute 49. The clock is running late first half. Lures a 14-7 lead over the east side Blazers. Third and short. Daring, the lone running back. Jimenez lines up at a slot to the right and before the snap. Kyle Lindsay takes a Bishop Lures timeout. So minute 34 still to be played here in our first half. A one-score game. Bishop Lures 14, east side 7. And you're listening to the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Bishop Lewis scored the first 14 points of the game. Eastside on their last possession. Cut that lead in half. It's 14 to 7 with a minute 34 on the clock in the second quarter. Bishop Lewis with the ball facing a third down and about a foot to go just outside Eastside's 30-yard line. I formation. Still a shotgun snap for McKenzie. And he'll give to the tailback. Jimenez follows the block of Daring, bounces it to the near sideline, stays on his feet inside the 25, knocked out of bounds near the 24. First down, six-yard gain for Jimenez. It looked like and I, I'm trying to see if they stopped the clock and he got out of bounds. They put it at the 23-yard line. And I think they did stop the clock at a minute 28. First and 10, Bishop Lewers. I was going to say, he may have wished he stayed up inside that one because there looked like there was a nice big alley there. Trip receivers to the wide side left. Single back, daring on the left shoulder of Cohen McKenzie. And it's play action. McKenzie will throw, going deep oh, over the got top. Got a man and a one-handed catch attempt by Jimenez just off his fingers incomplete. Mm-hmm. Get some air, young man. Get some air, young man. Yeah, just let him throw up. Let him run to it. In fact, he almost could have settled under that in the end zone because the coverage kind of gave up on Jimenez. Yeah, he just kind of ended up running by the safety there. And if McKenzie gets a little bit more air under that ball, you got to think Gio is going to run under it. He's a pretty good athlete out there on the edge catching the football. But a good call there. Good call on first down. Heavy run down for them. So Coach, Coach Lindsay comes with a big over-the-top throw. Ball on the right hash, two receivers to the left, two to the right. One back in the backfield, and Javins goes in motion right to left. Oh. And a read option with a late, delayed handoff. And by the time by the time Daring got it, he had three guys on him, including Jaden Peterson, one of the defensive tackles, a 5'11", 250-pound sophomore who got into the Bishop Lewis backfield, and that'll go for a six-yard loss. Yeah, it looked like they were trying to set up kind of one of those delayed draws, but uh, Eastside did a good job of getting the guy in the backfield. He made a big play. Yeah, I couldn't tell if that's an RPO where yeah. he's looking to see the Could reaction of a linebacker or a safety, and the play just slow to develop. They'll go with the same formation, drop in the pocket, McKenzie to throw near sideline, ball caught by White and immediately wrapped up, and I think it got wrapped up inbounds at about the 22-yard line. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's got any timeouts left. 20 seconds. He's got, he's got two of them, I believe. I think he's still got two timeouts left. We're down to 21 seconds. 
Hema's going to be taking it down and trying the field goal here, it looks like. Well, it's into the wind, but it is the end with the, uh, what is that, uh, trapezoid shape? What What is the shape that you've got of those goalposts? Don't ask me. I had to get, I flunked out of geometry. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they got bent a little bit sometime over, uh, the course of the years here at Lewers Field. So the clock runs down to 2.3 seconds. Kyle Lindsay will take the timeout. Yeah, I would imagine he's going to try to and it is the field goal here. Angel Rojas got a good kicker. Yeah, he's but putting a lot of faith in him here, not running because he could have run a. Well, it's fourth down, but I guess he decided on fourth and eight he was going to kick the field goal and he'd just go ahead and run it down to. 2.3 seconds before he tries it. Now, the ball is at the 21-yard line, which makes this set at the 28. Yeah. Now, if we were official, we'd say he's inside the 28, so you yeah. don't give him the full, but you know what? We're a couple of high school broadcasters. <laughs> we're going to give him a 38-yard attempt here. Yeah, this is a key stop here. From the right hash. For east side as well, holding them to a three. Trying to make it a two-score game. And a timeout is called, trying to ice the kicker on a 70-degree night. <laughs> timeout on the field, east side. Yeah, these two have hooked up in all different types of weather conditions. Oh, and yeah. Tonight, it's a very pleasant night. In fact, we're looking across to the yeah, eastern sky with a gorgeous full moon yeah. staring us right in the face. Well, from South Calhoun Street. <laughs> I was saying there for east side, if, if, you know, even if he makes this field goal, this is a big win for their defense from the standpoint. It started on a controversial call on the ensuing kickoff that gave Lures the ball at the at the east side 40-yard line. So it uh, was looking pretty glim there for a while. Well, we're going to get through a first half in under an hour. So when we oh go to the gosh. when we go to the halftime scoreboard, Shannon, <laughs> I think we might just hear this score, and it'll be sent back to us here at Lewis Field because I'm not sure we've got very many games that are going to be at halftime by the time this one we may have to pipe into gets the to zeros. Comic game for a little bit of play-by-play -play from Shane Alberati. <laughs> so it is fourth down and eight to go at the 21, and it's field goal time for Bishop Lewis trying to make it a two-score lead. There's the snap, the set, the kick away. It's up, it's hooking, and it is no good. Missed it off to the left. It's no good. Your halftime score. Little too much hook and into the wind. Just not enough behind it. And so it is still a one-score game as the teams head to the locker room here at halftime at Lures Field. With Bishop Lures leading it over the East Side Blazers, 14 to 7, we're going to head go ahead and take a timeout, and we'll get caught up on some of our commercials. Be back here, give you a recap of our first half, and then by then maybe have some scores from area games. They might not be to halftime, but at least we'll give you updates on some of the big games in our area tonight, as Adam Lundy. We'll have the Hoopy Fieldhouse Halftime Report with the H&K Chevrolet of New Haven Halftime Scoreboard. Again, here at Lures Field, Bishop Lures leading it at the break, 
14-7 over Eastside. You're listening to the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Lures Field for a second half of football. Brett Rump with Shannon Griffith, Adam Lundy, our studio producer tonight. It is 14-7, the Bishop Lures Knights leading it over Eastside. And the coach, Shannon Griffith, with his halftime adjustments. If you're Eastside, what do you tell your team? They had to feel pretty good about that late drive that cut the 14-0 lead in half. But what kind of adjustments, what things do you look for here in the second half? Well, they're going to have to figure out some ways here to get the run stopped of Bishop Lures and, and uh, Geo and his speed. But you got to hope to get three and out here and get the ball back quickly in hopes that you can get back in this game and get it tied up. You can't let Lures go down the field here. Kyle Lindsay talking to his red-clad Bishop Lures Knights. What would he say? Let's just keep it rolling, boys. One, one down Onside kick oh. to start the second half, and it's not a real great onside kick. It just kind of rolls its way to Bishop Lures at the 46-yard line, and not much of a challenge there either. So a couple of times Eastside has gone to an onside kick, but they give up great field position. At the end of the first half, they gave up the ball at their own 40 to Bishop Lures, but the Knights ran out of time and missed a long field goal try. Now they start this drive to start the second half at their own 46, first and 10. A little surprised by that, uh, actually. But, you know, sometimes you got to take those risks. Try to steal an extra possession against the SAC co-champions, Bishop Lures. Handoff. Here comes Gio Jimenez to the near side. Got a block on the edge inside the east side 40. And finally spun out of bounds down at the Blazers, 37. That's a 23-yard gain for Gio Jimenez. Correction, uh, that is a 17-yard gain, but, hey, still impressive. Yeah, he is quick around that corner. And, you know, right now, his speed is faster than anybody on the field for east side. Ball on the left hash, McKenzie. Senior quarterback takes the snap. They'll run the same play. This time, try it on the right side. And as he cuts up field at the hash marks, he does get inside the 35. But there is a flag, and the official, James Craig, is going to come sit it down and make sure it is marked right at the right spot. That is the 38-yard line, and then signal to us that it is a holding penalty against Bishop Lures. Yeah, they've got caught with a couple of those behind the play. And, again, that one there is going to be a costly penalty. Well, as he tried to stretch it wide to the edge, looking for a place to cut up field, somebody got too much of a grab. And it may have been big Christian Woodcox, who's a 5'11", 387-pound senior right tackle. Yeah, he is a big human being. (laughs) He is... And he, he actually gets some good movement. I've been watching him. Well, I tell you what, to get around that guy, it's almost like the moon in orbit. You have to <laughs> circle him. Yeah, There's a handoff there. in the backfield and no running room that time for, and I believe that might have been Daring, who got nothing at all. Wrapped up almost immediately at the 49, and it's going to be second down and a long way to go after that loss. Yeah, and again, 
Eastside finding a way to get in the backfield and disrupt this running attack by Bishop Lures. Another tackle for loss for them. So it is uh, the 17 they need to find for the first down, and they're just inside the 49. I'll let you do the math. It's second down. Little screen. They set it up to Jimenez. Reads a block, bounces it to the near sideline, up the sideline inside the 40. Knocked out of bounds near the 36-yard line. So they got 13. And this is, again, that four-down area of the field, Shannon, where... You know, you pick up a good chunk on that second down play. Now you got third and nine, and you don't have to get the first down right. here as long as you give yourself a chance on fourth down. Yeah, and Coach Lindsley did a good, good job there with that play called a, a bubble screen to the outside, get it to your fast uh, player, and pick up some big-time yardage. And I did say they needed the 17. It's the 27 they need for the first down. Third down and nine from the 36. Drop back in the pocket. Here comes pressure, and McKenzie goes to scramble, got wrestled down. Great job up front by Eastside, dragging down McKenzie. And we've got a player that has to come to the sideline, and it's the center for Bishop Lures. Yeah, he lost his helmet, which is... Michael Bro, a 5'7", 247-pound junior, lost his helmet, so... Now, I don't know that he's the long snapper. Well, it affected the fact that they're going to punt it now and play field position. Yeah, no chance at the uh, ball backed up to the 38-yard line, 39-yard line, and here's the punt. Left-footed mm. kick. It's away. First punt of the night for Bishop Lures, oh. and it's going to take a bounce inside the 10 and then elude all of the coverage. Bishop Lures had guys down there, but nobody was able to down it before it bounced its way into the end zone, so it will be a touchback. Out to the 20-yard line it comes, and Eastside will get the ball for the first time here in the second half, and after the onside kick to start the second half, a good job by the Eastside defense to stiffen up. That's twice that they've been able to do that. Get a couple negative plays and force a Bishop Lures punt. Back to their Wildcat. Yep, they've got uh, Lincoln Carter ready to take the direct snap, and right up the middle he will go, and that's where you run into about eight Bishop Lewis Knights defenders, and it's a short gain to the 22. Maybe two yards on the play, so it's second down and eight now for Eastside. Yeah, they need to come back to that play where he kind of ran a little bit off tackle where they got the down blocks, double teams, and then they pulled their backside wing and kind of ran like a, a power play. Yeah, you run behind the big right guard, Dane Siebert, 6'3", 285-pound senior. And right tackle, Triton Feichter, a 6'2", 205-pound junior. Here's the handoff and nothing there. Vince Sachs, the linebacker, shot the gap and takes down the runner for no gain. In fact, a loss back to the 20, so they're right back where they started from for this third down play. It's third and 10 for Eastside. That was a great defensive play, like you said. He he read the gap, took the shot, and knew where he needed to be and got a big tackle, big stop in third and 10, an uncomfortable position for Eastside. Yeah, an interesting play call coming here for Eastside. They're down by seven. 
Check the Lures defense. Everybody within about six yards of the line of scrimmage. And on the snap, we've got whistles. And a timeout called by Eastside. You know, this is one of those situations where the defense is showing you that they almost want to tempt you to try to throw it over the top. Yeah, they've got their safeties down in almost linebacker positions, which makes it very difficult to run the football with any effectiveness. And that's where they had that one play success for their touchdown score where they hit Eck on the kind of a abbreviated pop pass to the tight end running deep uh, over the middle. So now you've got to find something here that does something similar uh, that Davis can throw with some accuracy, even if it's short and lets the guy get uh, Thank you, in space. But punting here is not a bad thing. That's the one thing that sometimes affects quarterbacks when they force something that punting is okay. They do space out the formation a little more. They've got Wyatt Davis in the gun from the left hash. Single back, man in motion. Going across formation is Nolan Baker. Roll out to the right, looking to throw, and now does near sideline, and that sail's incomplete. And it will bring up a fourth down and 10 from their own 20-yard line and a dangerous part of the field for Eastside to kick it. They don't have a real booming punt game. And Bishop Lewers has shown some pressure that's come close to a couple of punts earlier in the contest. Yeah, that was a good decision there by... uh Davis on the rollout. He didn't have what he needed, and he threw it where it was out of bounds, and nobody was going to be able to really get to it. So smart play, and lets it happen. Fourth and ten from the 20. There's the snap. It's good, and the kick away quickly. Low line drive. It'll bounce at the 45, and then skip out of bounds somewhere near midfield. And that's where Bishop Lewis will take over. And I'll tell you, so far... Eastside, very fortunate to be only a touchdown behind in this game with the field position the Bishop Lures has consistently had. It seems like they're always somewhere within 10 yards of midfield when they start their drives. They're going to put this ball at the east side 49-yard line where Lures has it, first and 10 with a 14-7 lead. Yeah, absolutely. They've gotten some... Uh, excellent field position here. Now they've got to make something happen with it. From the right hash, two backs in the backfield. Man in motion is Zay across left to right, and they'll give it to the second back. That is Gio Jimenez bouncing it to the far sideline. Down the sideline he goes, and he goes out of bounds close to the 10-yard pickup. Just a matter now of where they spot this. It's very close to what he needed for the first down, and I think they're going to go ahead and sing signal. That's a 10-yard gain and a first down at the 39-yard line of Eastside. But there's no doubt that Jimenez prefers the outside as opposed to the inside. He loves to bounce it wide, but he does a good job of helping his outside blockers by giving that head and shoulder to the inside, then bouncing it wide. He's a very gifted runner. And this will be a give to the second back, and I think that might be Finn Sachs. We'll have to check the number. I don't think that's daring, but we'll check. Well, it's going to be another holding. 
as the referee it, it is, his arm out again. <laughs> I believe it is Daring that got the handoff, but a hold will... This was really no gain to begin with, and it is a hold against Bishop Lures, and so another 10-yard penalty marched off against the Knights. That will bring it very close to midfield. Almost wipes out the 10-yard gain by Jimenez on the first play of this drive. Well, we will have score updates as we go through the half here. Good tight win, 21-14. Leo over East Noble at the half. Dwenger just up eight at halftime against DeKalb. So it is first down and 20 from the 49. Drop back, McKenzie, quick throw over the middle. Soft spot, it's caught. And now a good carry after the catch, spinning inside the 35, all the way to the 33. And that is Jimenez, or Surrey, got some space. Just a good sit route. He got into an open spot against that zone coverage and sat and a good strike from McKenzie to get it to him. And that is a 17-yard pickup. It's second down and three. That's a big help there on that one. From the 32-yard line, shotgun for McKenzie. Dropping, looking from the pocket, throws. And it's intercepted. Now a sprint to the far sideline. 35, 30, 25, 20, and finally taken down by the quarterback, uh, Cohen McKenzie, who was the last chance to take down the uh, east side I couldn't see linebacker who picked that off after the deflection. I think that may have been Spalding, number nine, but it was a tip ball at the line of scrimmage that it led to the interception there. And McKenzie fortunately had the angle on it. Big return and east side in business in the red zone. They're at the 19, first and 10. With 6.40 to play, third quarter, a 14-7 Lures lead. Eastside on the first and 10. We'll hand to the tailback. Nice little hole and punching through it. They had a that lot is, of bodies there. Yeah, that is uh, the running back three, to the second, 15, uh, just outside the 15. We'll give him the 16, a three-yard gain. Just over six minutes left. Third quarter, Lures Field. Knights lead it 14-7, but after the interception by Eastside, Blazers second and seven at the 16. Here comes the blitz. Run up the middle right into the blitz, and that's going to be a short gain to about the 13-yard line. Gain of two. Brings up third and It four. will be a third down from the 13, where it's third down and four. Lures the 14-7 lead. Knights trying to have a chance at their 27th sectional title in history. They've made it to state 16 times. Direct snap. And it's Lincoln Carter with the carry up the middle, falling inside the 10. Did he get the first down? It's close, near the seven, and they'll give him the first down. It's first and goal for Eastside. Yeah, they're 
He's really running with a purpose now because he's really taken off and he's about full speed by the time he hits the line of scrimmage. Favorable spot gives him the six first at goal. And again, they'll line up with a direct snap and two lead blockers in the backfield. This time off the left side of the line, and that's blown up by Isaac Zay. The linebacker busted in that time for Lures and took away the hole. No gain. Still at the six-yard line. Second down and goal. Yeah, they're pinching really hard, and if they have any type of misdirection type of play, now's the time to use it. East side, all white uniforms, green numbers, green helmets. Bishop Lures dressed in all red jerseys. Jerseys, pants, and black helmets. Shotgun snap, oh. and it's right through the hands of Davis. He's got to go back. He jumps on it, then loses it, but gets it back. And that even cost him a couple more yards outside the 20. It's at the 22-yard line, a loss of 16 yards on the bad snap. And we've seen both teams do that tonight. That one comes at a very costly time for the Eastside Blazers. Down by seven, they were at the six-yard line, and now they'll give him forward progress at the 21. Now it's third and 21 because that was an and-goal play and just a disastrous snap to happen at that time for Eastside. Third down goal from the 22. Lures does drop a couple of safeties now. And they will fake the handoff and a quarterback run by Wyatt Davis. Inside the 15, he'll get knocked down near the 13. It will be fourth down and goal. And Eastside is going to send their kick onto the field. Yeah. Yeah, they ran that little misdirection there with uh, Davis and got a nice of a pickup. Davis will hold it, and he's going to sit it at the 19-yard line. So this will be a 29-yard attempt from the left hash. The snap and the set. The kick is up. It's away, and it is good. 29 yards. A three-point field goal to cap off the drive after the interception. And Eastside creeps closer. It's now Lures 14, Eastside 10. With 2.47 remaining in the third, you're listening to High School Football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. With two minutes and 47 seconds left in the third quarter, Eastside has scored 10 straight against Bishop Lures, and they've made it a 14-10 game. And now Eastside to kick off. Last two kicks we've seen from Eastside have both been onside tries. One has been a pop-up toward the sideline, the other a skimmer on the ground. This kick is going to be, again, the little pop-up, but it's too deep. It's caught by... Jimenez at the 40. He's going to try to cross the field. Cuts it up at the numbers at the 40, the 50. Now he's in east side territory. There comes a flag down at the east side 46 as Jimenez is backed up out of bounds. And he may have had a penalty against Lures blocking for Jimenez. And there's another flag laying back on Lures' side of the 50. What do we have? A block in the back called against the Bishop Lures Knights. 
Now, there was a flag back near the Bishop Lewis 40, but I think the spot of where they're going to march this from is actually near midfield. The march-off will take it back from midfield to the Bishop Lewis 40-yard line. So it's first and 10 for the Knights at their own 40. Bishop Lewis a 14-10 lead over the east side Blazers. Been a while since Bishop Lewis yeah. has put points on the board. Shotgun for McKenzie. Oh. And here comes the backfield just kind of blown up. Goes to Jimenez. He fumbles the football. A scramble <laughs> for it out at the 45. And Lewis was able to get there and jump on it. Yeah, what's going on? Disaster <laughs> avoided that time. Well, you had about three Blazers that got into the backfield. Recovered by Lewis. And it looked like almost a read option type play where he had it in the belly of Jimenez. Wasn't sure if he was going to take it out and let him have it. And Jimenez, <laughs> by the time he got then to the line of scrimmage with the football, had it ripped away. It bounced off his knee. It went forward five yards, and it was eventually jumped on by the Knights. It's a five-yard game. All that, and they got a good five-yard pickup out of it. Handoff up the middle. Strong carry behind the right side of the line for about three yards to the 48-yard line. Straight head run by Daring. Mickey Daring with a tough run of three yards sets up a third down and about two to go. 48-yard line of Bishop Lures. Knights lead at 14-10. to 10. Late third quarter. McKenzie, a 5'11", 165-pound senior, trying to bounce back after throwing an interception on the last possession. Two backs in the backfield, daring in front of Jimenez. Now we got and we've got a flag before the ball is even snapped, and they're going to march it off against Bishop Lures five yards. You know, that's it's starting to plague Lures some of these penalties that they're getting and holds and now... Uh, procedure. So going from a third and two to a third and seven at their own 43, a very costly penalty against the Knights. And I know, Shannon, as a former coach, those are the type of things you really <laughs> hope to have cleaned up by week 11. Yeah, you don't like those type of penalties, especially third and short, now third and seven. From the right hash. Two receivers split each side. Drive back in the pocket. McKenzie airs it out on the sideline. Man to man, he just overshoots. His intended target, Isaac Zay, on the fly route down the far sideline. Had a chance at him at the east side 20, but the throw just a little too far. And it's an incomplete pass on third and seven. And now you've got to punt the football. Well... That was a really nice thrown football. And uh, at first there, it looked like he didn't uh, find it, uh, Zay. Well, the wind could have been a factor as well. Could have pushed it that extra couple yards that got it out of his reach. Oh, nice Left-footed run. kick, end over end. It will take a Bishop Lewis bounce at the 25. It goes inside the 10. It's still rolling inside the 4. And Bishop Lewis will down it at the 4-yard line. That is a 53-yard punt with no return and tough field position for the Eastside Blazers with 30.5 seconds left in the third quarter and a 14-10 score. Wow. 
That's the one thing that's been a big difference tonight. It has been the field position has favored Lures more so than it has Eastside. Blazers line up. Wyatt Davis. And again, they go to that direct snap to Lincoln Carter. The blitz got in the backfield, took him down. Wow. And there's no gain. And it, is that Damian Jackson again? I got a feeling it is. Damian Jackson, the 6'4", 214-pound senior, playing a heck of a game. Again, just blew into the backfield and took down Carter for virtually no gain. It sits at the 5. Carter just trotted out of the play, too, because he got shook up on that one. And actually, it is a loss. So it's uh, a loss of about three on the play. It's going to be second down at 13 from the five-yard line. And that's going to be the end of the third quarter. So we're going to the fourth quarter. A tight one here at Lewers Field. The Bishop Lewers Knights leading it over east side. 14 to 10, the fourth quarter comes up on the other side. It's the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. It is a tight win heading to the fourth quarter here at Bishop Lures High School. Brett Rump with Shanna Griffith, Adam Lindy, our producer. Eastside pin deep. They're at their own five-yard line. Second down and about the team to go. Wyatt Davis. The senior quarterback takes the snap, and it's a keeper and a nice run off the right tackle, heading toward the numbers, tripped up out near the, let's see, the 10-yard line. Ben Sachs with the tackle, brings up third down. Third yeah, they got maybe, that. Maybe, maybe just across the 10 but it's going to bring up a long third down, third and eight. Yeah, they, they've now run that misdirection a little bit there with the quarterback, which has given them some runs to the outside in which they need to do. Of course, east side, so confusing because they keep switching up. Who's quarterback, who's taking the snap, and this time a direct snap, and I believe this is Carter. Oh, He gets hit, keeps going forward, and he's going to have what looks like a first down at the 20-yard line. Yeah, that kid, I tell you, he uh, he's not afraid to stick his nose up in there. He's taking some shots tonight. He's going to have a little bit of a sore body tomorrow. About a 10-yard gain for Carter. First and 10, and that gives Eastside some breathing room. Outside the shadow of their own goal line, near their own 20. We'll call it the 19. Shotgun snap, and it is Davis who gives to the running back. And not much on the right side. Maybe a yard out to the 20. Might have stretched it to the 21, a gain of a yard or two. It's going to be second down. We'll call it eight, just outside their own 20-yard line. Eastside has 10 minutes, 20 seconds to work with. They're down by four, 14 to 10, our score. Bishop Lewer scored the first 14 points of the game. And Eastside trying to climb their way back, get over the top. Second down and eight, 21-yard line. And it'll be a run on a direct snap. And again, breaking into the backfield. Good tackle made 
at the 20. It's a loss of one. Mickey Daring. Mickey Daring on the Yeah, what a play that was. I tell you, he shot the gap and made a nice play in the backfield to give him a third and nine now. Well, you wonder when Eastside is going to go back to that play where they went play action and (laughs) slipped the guy deep down the middle of the field. This will be the right time. Their lone touchdown came on a wide open pass. Shotgun. Davis. Man left early. Got a flag that didn't blow it dead. Now running for his life, Davis. Here comes the pressure. Then he grounds it. Intentional grounding as he just threw the ball away as he was being tackled. But the interesting thing here is the flag on the motion never stopped the play. Right. So they're... and Kyle Lindsay saying he'll decline the, the uh, procedure penalty, but he'll take intentional grounding, and that happened inside, I believe, the five-yard line, at least inside the 10. It'll be a spot foul, that's for and, sure. And a loss of down, so it's going to be fourth down and east side pinned way back. Why didn't the play stop when the right wide receiver took off early on the snap? You know, that's what I thought, too. Unless it was simultaneously uh, enough that he didn't blow it dead, that's normally uh, a legal motion. But uh, I don't. that one scratched my head a little bit on. Well, it works out for Lures because oh, they now have a punter in the back of his end zone, and he did get the kick away. High kick, a pretty good punt, caught at the 35. Here comes the return, nice blocking at the 15, the 10. He gets away and all the way down to inside the five-yard line, but we're coming back. There's a penalty flag back at the 26-yard line. And I believe that was Surrey. Yeah. Surrey with a nice return. On the return, all the way down to the two-yard line, but we're coming all the way back killer penalty. A blocking penalty against Bishop Lewis special teams on a huge return by Davion Surrey. Boy, the mistakes just yeah. mounting yeah. up yeah. for yeah. Bishop Lures. And most of the mistakes have been penalties. Yeah. Going from a third and two to a third and seven on the last drive, an incomplete pass that forced Lures to put the ball away. This was a block in the back, so it wasn't as the de- you know devastating that a clip would have been. But uh, well, the ball comes back out to the 36-yard line where it's first and ten. That's a long way from the two where they would have had first and goal. Yeah, they got they need to get at least three out of this drive just so they can put themselves in a position. Under nine minutes left, four-point lead. Lure starts the drive and yeah, taking it wide to the again. left is. Gio Jimenez, and he can't turn the edge. He's collared down and almost a horse collar tackle. In fact, I think Bishop Lewers sideline once the horse collar. Yeah, they're going to get a hold, holding call on uh, Michael Brow, the guard. And again, like you said, it's these type of penalties that are just killing them. So that will march them back 10 more yards, and they go from what could have been first and goal at the two to now first down and 
20 to go from the 46. Eight minutes, 40 seconds remaining in this football game. 14 to 10, Bishop Lures the lead over the Eastside Blazers. Well, first and 20. <laughs> Coming up after the game, we'll be at the Southgate Pizza Hut for the Indiana Physical Therapy Postgame Show. Shotgun snap. McKenzie, they'll set up a screen to the wide receiver on the left side. He's going to cut it toward the middle of the field at the 40. Got a block. Got the right edge. Now down the sideline. 20, 15. Still getting yardage inside the 10. Finally taken down at the 7-yard line. A 39-yard gain on the completion. And I think that was Wilkins, number 13. Yes, it was. Evan Wilkins with the big play on the screen. He's a junior wide receiver, 6 feet tall, 154 pounds. But the downfield blocking did a great job. I'll tell you what, the one thing we have seen tonight, Shannon, is these Lures wide receivers will get downfield and get good blocks on the the secondary of Eastside. Yes, they do as the rain unleashes here <laughs> at, the, at Bishop Lures. First and goal. Handoff up the middle. No Nothing there for Jimenez. He'll be taken down almost Straight ahead. a line of scrimmage play. Maybe a one-yard gain to the five. Second down and goal. Yeah, that was a great call at the right time, too, because you had the big penalty for holding. He, uh, Coach Lindsey comes back with a tunnel screen and gets it, and he uh, he had a lot of land to orchestrate through to make that run, and big play. Into the game is Jalen White. Out is Gio Jimenez. Lures makes a substitution. we got Mickey Daring in the backfield. And a timeout for Bishop Lures. Play clock winding down, so Kyle Lindsay has to burn one of his on the field. Bishop Lewis three second half timeouts. So we've got 649 Bishop to play. A 14 to 10 lead for Bishop Lewis, but they're trying to extend that to a two score advantage as they've got it second and goal at the five yard line. We'll come back on the high school football game of the week of 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. It's been a long time since Bishop Lures has scored. Yeah, back at the second quarter. To let you excel at faster. Nine minutes left in the second quarter. The last Bishop Lures points. They're trying to change that with 6.49 remaining. A 14-10 Bishop Lures lead. Second and goal from the five. Under center now is McKenzie. To the tailback, Daring. And he gets hit at the five and falls forward to the four. Oh, and a flag. And it is going to be a hold called against Bishop Lures. Up in Warsaw, 7.34 to go. Warsaw is beating Carroll 24-3. Wow. It's a good Warsaw team. And, of course, they've got reason to want to take out a little revenge against that Carroll Chargers team that beat Warsaw each of the last two seasons. For Carroll, after have to think that's going to be major disappointment after... A state championship game run from a year ago and then potential one and done in the tournament this year. 
Ball is back at the 15-yard line where it's second down and goal. Two wide to the left, one to the right, drop back, and a fade to the left corner of the end zone. Jump ball going up, trying to pull it down, and... Caught interception. What do we got? The officials still have not made a ruling, and it's intercepted. Finally, a late call, but it's ruled an interception on the jump ball back at the very back corner pylon in the end zone. And Eastside, for the second time tonight, has come away with a pick to stall a Bishop Lewer's drive, and the Knights go from the 5 all the way back to the 15, and that holding penalty costly for Bishop Lewer's. Yeah. It's no secret. If Bishop Lewer's lets this game slip away, it's the penalties on and goal situations that are going to be the ones they'll remember. Well, that was a... In fact, that drive started. It could have been at the two, but was brought all the way back out because of the penalty. Colton Carruthers is the one that went up and made the... uh, took the ball away, essentially. Yeah, it was just a jump ball, just tossed up to the back corner of the end zone, and two players went up, and Eastside came down. Play action. There it is. The tight end over the middle, and it's dropped. Had E.J. Miller flying down the middle of the field and the ball right in his hands, but he couldn't hang on. I think his eyes might have gotten big knowing there was nobody back for Bishop Lewers. He catches that on the run, and he might have a sprint that wouldn't stop until he crossed the parking lot at Southgate Shopping Center. Yeah, that was a critical drop at 6.08 left in the fourth because that could have definitely led to them getting the lead. Now second down and 10. Davis with a shotgun snap. A high one handles it, and he'll keep it. He'll run it right up the middle and just muscle his way to outside the 23-yard line close to the 24. It's going to bring up a third down and six for the Eastside Blazers. They trail it 14 to 10. We've got under six minutes left now in the football game. Yeah, they only got two timeouts left, so... With six under six minutes now, 5:40 to be exact, they're going to have to open it up to get a score. Davis in a quarterback will take the snap, and that may be a sign they're starting to get ready to open it up. That the quarterback is taking the snaps now. Hand off to Lincoln Carter, and he tried to follow the right side of the line for not much. On the tackle. He is hit and taken down at the 25-yard line. That's a gain of only one, and it's going to bring up a fourth down at five. And I think Eastside might be tempted now they're going to go. with five minutes left to think about going for this. Now, the question is, will they go for it, or will they try to now they may draw them offside? Well, it's still a little, little longer than five yards, isn't it? It looks that way from this side. Fourth down and five from the 25-yard line, and Eastside going for it. Man in motion across, right to left. Roll out to the right. They're going to look to throw. A throwback to this side, and it's well covered and tipped away. Almost a pick six. But Lewis stayed at home. And good coverage. And once again, Damian Surrey not fooled by all that motion rolling out to the right. The receivers kind of slid out to the left flat, thinking maybe Lures would go with him on that throwback. Lures was there in coverage, and 
almost had a chance at a pick six. Yeah, and they were all slipping out here with that brief rain that we got, so it's made it slippery. I'm not so sure I would have punted that with two timeouts left and try to get some position, but now lures the destiny in their hand here. From their own, tw or from the east... Eastside 25, it's first in 10 for Bishop Lures with a four-point lead. It would be huge if they could somehow get this back to a two-score game. The first down carry goes for a couple. Yeah, they're going to maybe one yard to the 24, second down and nine. Yeah, you saw Geo slip there again. And Eastside's going to have to think about using their timeouts here after this down to conserve some time on the clock. Both teams, seven and three. Both state ranked meeting for the fifth consecutive year. Both teams have beaten the other twice. Man in Second down and goal for Bishop Lures and daring the carry inside the five. He gets close to the two-yard line. Of high school sports. 2.33 remains. 14 to 10, Bishop Lures the lead. The Knights looking to make it a two-score game. They put him down at the four, so apparently hit the knee hit a yard or two before he ended up going down to the turf, but it is a third and goal, four-yard line, and a big play here. Yeah. And it might be four down territory. I don't know if Lures will try to now they're going to take a timeout. Kicking a field goal might not change a whole lot for Bishop Lures. Well, it'll give you a seven-point lead, so it gives you protection, you know, in the event that Eastside would score. Well, the point is it's a four-point game now. You well, still need the touchdown. No, I get, I got you. But it don't change it. I mean, it, it doesn't change anything. Eastside's not going to come down and kick a field goal no, I, in the last two minutes. No, right. But Bishop Lures by kicking the field goal puts it at a at puts them at 17 to 10, and it protects Lures in the event that Eastside would get a touchdown, and then you know, overtime would be the worst scenario. Of course, you never know. Eastside, roll the dice. Alex Randawi, the coach of Eastside in his first year, so we don't know the history of <laughs> how much he's willing to gamble on the. A play with a chance to knock off the Bishop Lures Knights with 11 state championships. 26 sectional titles in this school's history. Yeah, this is a this is one of those situations, ideally, like you said, Knights, to get the ball in the end zone. And then it, it eliminates any, any opportunity for east side. Third down, goal from the four for the Bishop Lures Knights, holding a 14-10 lead with 2.02 on the clock. McKenzie will get under center, and they'll fill up the backfield. Three backs with two fullbacks leading Jimenez, and Jimenez gets the carry. He's wrapped up and taken down near the three. They yeah. might give him close to the two. But it is going to be a fourth down and a decision for Kyle Lindsay with a four-point lead. And I think he's, his plan is to go for it. Yeah. The field goal here gives you that seven-point lead, Shannon, but you're still vulnerable. You can put the game away, and if you trust these guys, you got to tell them. Two yards, 
to wrap this game yeah. up, who's with me? Yeah, and the worst-case scenario would be that they give it the ball up at the two in that regard. And then Eastside is not a team that's going to, you know, that has thrown the ball with all the, uh, a ton of success this year because they've been centered around running the football. Yeah, they're not a uh, team that's built around a two-minute offense. Right. And I guarantee you the safety for Lures will not be within five yards of the ball. <laughs> and they might cover the tight end down the middle of the field, They too. might do that as well. Minute 57 to play. It is 14 to 10. Bishop Lures a four-point lead over Eastside. The Knights with a fourth and goal. And this ball is between the two and the three-yard line. Probably more a short three or a long two on this fourth down. And Kyle Lindsay has shown no sign of wanting to kick a field goal here. A touchdown almost puts this away. Eastside gets a stop. They're going to have almost the length of the field to go to try to pull out a victory against the Knights. Here comes the fourth down. Under center, McKenzie drops. He'll look to throw in the end zone, and it's deflected away. Had a man wide open in the back of the end zone. He threw to the guy that was well covered, and a flag is going to be an interference, and I think he was trying to get it to Wes Javins and the ball knocked away by the east side defender but there's a flag in the end zone it's a pass interference and the ball is going to be at the one yard line first and goal for Bishop Lures and we've talked about the impact of penalties so this one a huge one against Eastside. Well, it, it goes to half the distance, but it only creates another fourth down opportunity. Oh, you're right. It's fourth down. Yeah. They don't get the automatic first down, so they'll get another fourth down play at the one about the one and a half yard line. Yeah, I'm I'm not too sure that was pass interference. Again, they fill up the backfield oh, no. and they've got motion. The left side of the Lures line just jumps. That's going to march them from the one back to the six. Well, like I said, it's been the story of the night for Bishop Lures. The penalties have just added up and added up, and they've completely stalled most of the opportunities for this offense. See, now you're in a situation where it is maybe more advantageous to kick it, but... He's going to go with the with the play, and I understand why, because when you put the field goal unit in, you're thinking in your mind all of the bad things to happen. It's like hitting the golf ball over water, <laughs> and you're saying don't hit it in the water. Yeah. <laughs> Trip receivers left, one receiver to the right, Timeout. and they bring double coverage over on Timeout Isaac Zay all by himself here on the right. Well, you sure think that there's going to be numbers with those trips if they bring an extra safety and coverage on the single man on this side, Isaac Zay, but a timeout is called. And I think that timeout was called by East Side. No, uh, it was Lures. It so was. Lures saw the coverage. Probably and I wonder if they ball. were going to go to that play with Zay and then realize they had the safety coming over to help over the top. He saw double coverage, like you said. Yeah. So it is a timeout for Bishop Lures. That means Eastside 
Well, and uh, both teams now without without timeouts. Minute 51 remains. Lures sits at the six-yard line facing fourth down and goal. Well, early on, Lures jumped out to that 14-0 lead early in the second quarter. And at that point, we thought Eastside had no answers for Bishop Lures. And then Eastside changed things up, going to a direct snap to the running back, which allowed them to put an extra blocker in front of him. And it completely kind of turned the game. And the mistakes here in the second half for Bishop Lures in the penalty department yes. have really, really hurt them. Absolutely. It's Same formation, but Zay lines up way wide. They've opened up the middle of the field. Here's a drop back. McKenzie looks to the corner, Not throws, the and it's incomplete. Left it short and behind Pass his target. Almost a back shoulder throw. The ball. First and he throw it to the pylon. It had him. Yeah, he almost threw the back shoulder instead of that corner fade, and it ended up being incomplete. Yeah, I was trying to hit uh, Javins on uh, kind of a little wheel route there, and if he got some air under to the back corner, he may have had it. Well, Javins is a 6'4 target lined up against a bunch of 5'7 and 5'9 defenders, but credit east side, they came up with the big fourth down stop, and now the Blazers take over. They've got a minute 46 to play. Down by four. Shotgun for Wyatt Davis. He'll drop into the end zone to throw deep over the oh, middle, and the receiver there. tripped oh, down, man. and there comes a flag. The two uh, players running down the middle of the field side by side kind of tangled up, and the receiver went down, and the flag came flying. And it's going to be a pass interference call against the, the Bishop Lewis secondary. Pass interference. Well, in some respects, that's better to have that happen than the guy take the ball and, you know, make the big play. Well, that that's one of those plays, Shannon, where I'd have been fine if they did call it, Absolutely. but they called so many penalties against Lures, or, uh, or so many penalties that uh, you almost feel like they've gotten into a situation where an, a play like that that's in the middle of the field, they've got a call, you know? Yeah. They... Well, yeah, and like I said, sometimes the officials will let that go because they say it's inadvertent, you know? Yeah, it looked like just two guys running down the yeah. field and kind of getting tangled up, but it is a pass interference. The ball comes out to the 20, first and 10 for east side. Man in motion, uh, emptying the backfield. Drop back, Davis. Look to the right side, throws over the middle instead, and it's behind his big target. Incomplete. Yeah, that, that's that uh, Baker, Nolan Baker. He's 6'6", 170 pounds. So that is a big body over the middle. Second down, 10 to go. Clock stopped at a minute 36. Eastside from their own 20. Man comes across right to left. And the shotgun snap. Davis hit as he throws, and the ball sails behind E.J. Miller, incomplete out at the 35-yard line, or 25-yard line. And it's going to bring up a 
Third down and ten. And Shannon, we talked about it. This isn't a position his side is accustomed no. to being in or wanting to be in. They are a run first, run second, maybe even run third type of offense. They are not a passing attack. Absolutely. 10-16 left in the fourth quarter. East Noble and Leo tied up at 35. Big third down from the 20. Wyatt Davis drops in the pocket. Here comes pressure. He rolls to the left. Rose right through the hands of E.J. Miller incomplete. Would have been very close to a first down if he could have held on, but the ball slightly behind him, and he just couldn't reach back and pull it in. And now a fourth down and 10 in the ball game in the balance with a minute 25 left. East side out of timeouts. centered between the hash marks. They'll put two receivers to the left, one to the right, a tight end to the right side. Single back, goes in motion, out to the right flat. Drop back, Davis throwing deep sideline, and oh. oh, he had a man that got one step past the corner out near midfield, and the ball just too far in front and incomplete. And Bishop Lowers is going to hold on. All they have to do now is not botch a victory formation <laughs> a couple snaps going here. to a knee. They got a couple of snaps, and this one will be over. Knights take over at the 21, leading 14 to 10. Boy, if that had just a little air under it, yeah, that it could was... have been a fly route down the sideline for 80 yards and a go-ahead score that close. Yeah, well, they've had two passes that close tonight. And there's a snap and the knee. It's now second down. Bishop Lewers will advance to a championship game next Friday night. They'll take on the winner of Central Noble Manchester. Garrett 20, Heritage 6 at the end of the third quarter. Wow. Wow. There's some scores that are popping up that uh, <laughs> wouldn't expect. Well, we'll have the full HK Chevrolet of New Haven High School football scoreboard coming up on our Indiana Physical Therapy postgame show. There's another knee. And now with 35 seconds. One more half to go. Yes. Yeah, it's almost even between the play clock and the game clock, and I I don't know which one is a tenth or two ahead or behind, so let's see if they go ahead and line up to run another play. I think the official has told them just let it wind down. They can, they can have their handshakes because right now all the teams or all the players on the field are shaking hands, and that's going to be it. They're not going to call a penalty over a tenth of a second. So the game is over, and the Bishop Lures Knights have defeated the Eastside Blazers, holding on with a 14-10 victory here at Lures Field. Thank all for coming out to Bishop Lures Field. Well, Coach, we had a pretty, pretty quick one tonight. A lot of, a lot of pound and ground uh, attack, but... Somehow, Bishop Lures overcame mistakes, and... Certainly, after a somewhat disappointing opening to the postseason last week for the Knights, this was not their best football tonight. Too many mistakes, too many penalties. But sometimes, you know, it, what they say, uh, 
it's all about just winning advance yeah. when you get to the postseason. So you'll take it, you'll try to regroup, you'll try to be better next week, and Lures survives to play another day. Absolutely, and you know, it, it's sometimes it's ugly winning, but at the end of the day, it's the W, and in this time of year, it's winner stays up and loser goes home, so Lures gets another opportunity to strap it up next Friday night for a sectional championship. And a big congratulations to the gentlemen from Butler, the Eastside Blazers. Heck of a first year for Alex Brandewee. You know, he comes over from Manchester. You look at the one-loss record, and you're like, boy, he's got a lot of pressure with a you know, one-loss record of, of 8-22 in his time at Manchester. Yeah. And, you know, that's been a tough program you're very familiar with. But... Uh, he showed that uh, he can handle this program and he can kind of continue on the tradition that has been established under previous coach Todd Mason. And I'm sure they're disappointed with the loss today, but it's the building blocks for the future under mm-hmm. Coach Brandewee. They'll finish up with a 7-4 and four record and a loss here in the sectional semifinals to the Bishop Lewers Knights. Yeah, they're going to learn from this and, and get better. And again, like you said, Eastside's program is a tradition-rich program now. And I think they're going to have to learn to maybe add some passing attack into their into their game. If they do that, then they could be a very dominating team because they've got the ability to run the ball, but not being able to throw it kind of hurt them tonight. And you wonder if... Uh if in hindsight, when you go back and review this play, if you are Coach Brandewee and you kind of look at the opportunities you had, did they did they fail to go to that tight end streaking down the middle <laughs> too late? You know, because yeah. all of a sudden you get to that final possession, you have to throw it, and that type of play isn't going to work because now you got the safeties covering that deep part right. of the field. But um, you know, I think there'll be a lot of what ifs and. They'll try to get those questions answered, but uh, they gave it a qu- heck of an effort tonight. They came up with a huge defensive stop uh, in the end zone. There was a flag, but I thought they made a couple of nice plays in mm-hmm. coverage. Didn't get beat on the wheel route on that fourth down play. They uh, covered all the way to the sideline, a receiver in the end zone. It got called pass interference, but a borderline call. And... Uh, and I thought they played uh, their hearts out tonight. I, I thought they oh, gave yeah. Bishop Lewers everything they could handle and forced the SAC champions to uh, hang on at the mm-hmm. very end. Well, you look at what they had coming out at halftime. Their defense really shut down Lures in the second half. And like you said, Lures had not scored since the 9.35 mark of the second quarter. And if Eastside makes a couple plays in the passing game, doesn't drop the one that was down the middle wide open, you know, that kid catches that football, he's all but going to score. Yeah. And that's the thing. You only get so many opportunities when you throw the ball down the middle uh, to make a play, and that's where you got to make a play because you're never going to get that one back, and that was kind of evident tonight. So it's a 14-10 Bishop Lures win over the Eastside Blazers. And Bishop Lures will move on, of course, as we continue with our post-game show. We'll give you all the finals and set up next week's championship games and tell you who will play who and where those games will take place. We'll also kind of peek ahead at maybe what our schedule might be (laughs) next Friday night.
But uh, plenty to talk about. The postgame comes up. And when, before we send it to our Indiana Physical Therapy postgame show, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back and we'll put the final touches and a bow on this broadcast here at Lewersfield where the Knights win at 14-10 over the Eastside Blazers on the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 